Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are listening to Transform Your Life with Kelly and Lisa. Um, I, of course, am Kelly. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Lisa, or afternoon if you're listening at a later date or midnight or wherever you're listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, Lisa. Hi, good morning. You know, we were we were talking um, the other day about um, kind of this topic and and how how this all works and it all does play into the law of attraction and it all does play into many different areas of our life. But um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting is um, even this morning when when we were messaging back and forth about the show topic. I had a message from someone on social media and says, so why, what is the problem? I, I want to get into shape and, and I have the best of intentions and yet I can't do it. And, you know, I hear everybody say, do whatever it takes. But then I see other people say, well, you, you have to take time out for you. And isn't that a huge contradiction? How do, you, how do, you, how do I navigate this minefield of contradictions? And I thought it was really interesting because that's what our show is about this morning. So we've got a a really timely topic here. Um, What do you think? How how, how do you start? What what do you see in your own life? Because I know I've kind of gone the whole gamut. I've I've done the want to get into shape, but I also want to, you know, not obsess over what my body looks like. And I want to grow my business, but I don't want to obsess over the money aspect. How does it play out in your life? What what are you going through? It's a constant battle. (laughs) It really is. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, really, it is because then, so for me, I work out of my home. And if I'm focusing on my business, I feel guilty that there's a pile of laundry that I haven't gotten to or that my children, you know, um, need me to go grocery shopping or whatever the case may be. And then when I'm working on the house aspect or my family aspect, I feel guilty because I'm not focused on my business because it is out of my home. And so for me, it's as long as I'm doing something that's not busy work that makes me seem like I'm working towards my goal, I have a little easier time handling that aspect uh, between, you know, with the battle, because it it is a battle. And I can sit here and and pretend all day long that I'm doing good because I'm making connections on Facebook and this, that, and the other. And really, if I'm not seeing growth in my business, then I know that something else needs to be done. So I think – that you, know, it, you can have this desire all day long. You can even start making pro, like strides towards doing better, but if it's not something that you're doing that, that's moving you forward, like really moving you forward, um, then you might need to reevaluate that. But, yeah, it's just something that I'm, I continually look at and then sometimes I just make myself do it. Like I yell, I, 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 I become a drill sergeant in my own head, get off, get off the couch and go walk. Or, you know, like I kind of just find what it is that I need um, to, to help push me forward as well. Sometimes you just have to make yourself do it. 
You just finally have to be like, okay, well, I'm throwing back the covers and getting out of bed today. Like you just have to do it. Yep. Well, one of the things that you touched on is something that I hear all the time. Um, not so much now because I'm not doing as much coaching anymore, but when I was doing a lot of life coaching and career coaching and business coaching, I would hear all the time, how exactly can you have a successful business running it from your house? Because what you mentioned, you know, the, the pile of laundry or the need to go grocery shopping or look, there's a cobweb in the corner. Those kinds of things really do derail us if we let them. Mm-hmm. And you've got that balance thing between work and, and your personal life that really is difficult to maintain in a, healthy, uh, in a healthy balance if you're working at a home. I know I've worked out of my house for most of my life, and it's something that I've learned to navigate. I can be working in my office and shut the door and know that you know, the house is not burning down. The health department is not going to come and evict everyone because I haven't swept my floor today, and I'm okay with that. You can't be perfect. And a lot of times entrepreneurs and women in particular who work from home want to try and be perfect. They want to, in, in our own heads, well, I'm home, I should be cleaning. I'm, I'm home, I should be taking care of um, you know, whatever it is that you need to be taking care of. I should be, you know, cleaning the bathroom or whatever it is. No, you really need to be disciplined if you're working from home. And you really need to realize that just because you're working from home doesn't mean your life is your business or your business is your life. And I've done that myself. And, yes, there are times where I'm up against a deadline for a project and I find myself in my office working until 9 or 10 at night. Most of the time, I try to set business hours. I try to take calls if they're business-related between like 8 in the morning and 6 at night because I find if I'm trying to conduct business with someone on the phone at 7, 8, 9 at night, I'm not as effective as I am earlier in the day. Now, that doesn't mean I do a lot of business with a lot of friends, and that doesn't mean I'm not talking to them and business doesn't come up at 8.30. But as a general rule, I set business hours for my business. And when I am done with business, I shut down my computer, I walk away from it, and I go do something else. You have to keep a balance in your life. And I think that is one of the things, those internal contradictions that really trips people up. Because we do hear, you know, people on social media saying, you have to do whatever it takes, you know, to to make your, your business a success. And yet, at the same time, we're seeing other people say, you have to take time for self-care and, and spirituality and add all these other things in your life. And you're thinking, well, my God, there's only 24 hours in a day. How do I do all of this? So I think everything in moderation. I think you have to strike the balance that works for you. And nobody can tell you what that is. You know, you have to strike your own balance. If you're someone who's working from home and you're raising kids, your balance may be a little bit more on the family side than your business side. And you have to be okay with that. You have to learn to accept that right now in your life, this is your balance. And balance doesn't have to mean 50-50. 
it can be 60-40. You know, it can be 70-30. When you start skewing towards 80-20, you probably have an issue you need to look at. <laughs> but it's, it's okay. You know, where you are in your life, Anyone listening, where you are in your life is exactly where you're supposed to be. And only you can figure out how to move forward from, from where you are. But step one is you have to really look at where you are and realize that if you've got somebody on, on um, TV or, or on social media saying, do whatever it takes, and you look at this person and it is a single individual who is already financially successful and they have no children, you're not that person. Right. So don't try to do what somebody else is doing. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. I think a lot of our internal contradictions, we bring on ourselves trying to be somebody else or trying to do what somebody else is doing, and they have a totally different life. I think it comes down to knowing what you really want. You know? um, Yes, yeah. And that, you know, like you said, you can't compare yourself I can't live a life that a single person who's 21 with no children has. I'm way beyond that point in my life. I have children. I have, you know, my, my fiancé. These are the choices that I made, and I'm willing to be okay with this point right now to where I can do a 60-40, you have right. to set boundaries, though, and I think that's knowing what you want is setting those boundaries as well. Because from so, I follow this one person on Facebook, and um, she only works like three days a week. Three or four days a week is her business. The rest of the time is her family, and she's okay with a certain amount of money because she doesn't want to work more than that. Right. She works maybe 10 hours those three days, and then the rest of the time is dedicated to her family. And she, is, she even says, I'm okay with $10,000 months as opposed to $100,000 months. At this point in my life, my family and having that connection with my family is way more important to me than, um, than the money aspect. So... That's knowing what she wants, but that's also at the same time setting boundaries for herself. She knows that those other days of the week, she might, she, her business might be running. She might be to a point where she has like a, a VA, a virtual assistant that's helping her like check her email or, or, you know, whatever the case may be. But as far as those three days, she has very set, uh, what she does on this day, what she does on this day. One day might just be writing all of her, you know, social media stuff or her blog or articles for magazines or whatever. She's very intentional with what she does during that time period. So that's something that's important. Boundaries and knowing what you want, I think they actually go hand in hand. They do, but then again, you have to be careful not to compare what somebody else is doing with what you can do. Because anytime right. I see someone being successful on social media, I say, what's the backstory? Because right. I have grown so many businesses throughout my life. I can tell you nobody achieves three-day work weeks and makes $10,000 a month overnight. 
that's easily oh, five, that's ten, not. fifteen no. years. <laughs> she so got, she, when you she see, tells her backstory. That was just uh, yeah, that was just an example, but definitely right. the backstory is there. But um, and I was throwing ten thousand dollar a month out there because I really don't remember how much. She may, right, but I do right. know her backstory is it has taken years for her to get to that point. It's not something that yeah. happened overnight, but that's something that she had always started off with, with the intention of, you know, she has small children, and that was very important for her to be able to focus on that. So for me, I want my children are older. I still want to be there for them. So my day is my morning is dedicated to uh, uh, self-development, personal development, uh, business stuff. And then my afternoon is chunked out for my children, and then I do some stuff in the evenings because my kids don't necessarily need me to be with them, you know, the entire time that they're home from school. Uh, But I spend that time with them chunked out in the afternoon, picking them up from school, practice, whatever the case may be, working on dinner together, and then later in the evening, then I'm also working on some stuff as well. So my day is set up around my family. That, that was just the and, point. You know, <laughs> right. Well, let's, let's get back up just a second here too because Sorry. <laughs> when, when we're talking – no, no, that's a fine. You're fine. Um, when we're talking about those internal contradictions – what you just said that plays into it perfectly because you've figured out what works for you, but people just starting out and they have, well, and they have these big dreams and they have these big goals and they know what they want. And it's just, how do you start putting one foot in front of the other? Which direction are you facing when you're putting that foot in front of the other? When I was doing a lot of coaching, a client asked me that question. I said, well, you just start. You just start by putting one foot in front of the other. And she says, which direction am I facing? And I thought, wow, you know, for me, for someone who has always just started, some people need more direction. So right. when we're talking about internal contradictions, Sometimes I think people who need a little bit more direction get really discombobulated with what do you mean I just start? What do you mean I just figure out what I want? I know what I want. I don't know how to start. How do I just start? And it really creates this entire, you know, bubble of contradictions inside of people sometimes where I should just start, but I don't know how I just start. Well, what if I just start and it's the wrong direction? Well, what if I, what if I just think about it for a while and, and don't start? Well, should I just start not thinking about it? And I know people go through that. So I kind of I want to touch on that a little bit because I, I've heard this from, from coaching clients that, you know, how do you just do that? You have to find what works for you. If you're someone who needs to be more cautious and you need more information, that is still starting. Your information gathering. Don't think that because you don't run and and jump off the cliff and expect the net to appear that there's something wrong with your method of starting. We're all different. And if you hear people say, just start, and I know I've said that myself, and that kind of scares you, find something that works for you. If it's really scary for you to hear, just start doing it. 
What would make you more comfortable? What's going to take some of that fear away? You know, and um, in a lot of cases, in fact, in most cases that I've, that I've seen personally in, in clients and in friends, it's information gathering. If you know you want to do a business and you're afraid to just jump off the ledge, but you're looking at business and you're evaluating different options, you have started. You have started. So let's, let's take that contradiction away right there because information gathering and, in fact, even thinking about how do I get the information, that is starting. So don't, don't think that you have to start out running if you haven't learned to crawl first because that's, that's perfectly acceptable if that's what works for you. The other thing you touched on and I want to talk a little bit about is the money contradiction. Because I see so many people starting online programs and webinars and all kinds of things because they need to make money. And what happens when you're focused on I need to make money is you're telling the universe, you are broadcasting to the universe, I want to need to make money. So the universe is going to give you more of that needing to make money. And that creates, you know, that puts people on a hamster wheel. Well, I'm doing everything these gurus tell me I should be doing. You know, all of these entrepreneurial coaches on, on you know, social media are saying do a webinar, do a program, you know, write a book. I'm doing all of these things. Why is it not working? And a lot of the time it's because you've put the cart before the horse. You haven't laid the foundation. You know, I don't care how much money you spend buying other people's programs and buying their list. And there's all these joint ventures now. I get emails every day. You know, um, I'll pay you for sending my program out to your list. And those people, there are people paying thousands of dollars to other entrepreneurs to help them get their program out. And what it's doing is it's creating its own multi-level marketing thing where those entrepreneurs are making money by people paying them to show them how to get other people to pay them to market their programs. You know, it, when the first coaches started doing webinars and the first coaches started doing programs, it was working because it was new. And I've seen some programs be successful recently, but they're not necessarily coaching programs. They go a little bit deeper. They have a, a new twist on it. They have something that is unique. So when, you're, you, when you get on that hamster wheel of following people who are saying, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do, stop and say, okay, but that's what worked for you. Does that really right. resonate with me? Because if you're spending money on somebody else's program, that's money you could have been spending marketing yourself. And when you're just starting out, especially if you're a coach or especially if you're doing something in the, a heart-centered business, I know uh, Reiki practitioners who are brand new um, are listening right now. I, I see two of you. Um, it's difficult 
you cannot use somebody else's blueprint all the time, 100%, and expect their results. You're not them. So when you're starting out, especially if it's a heart-based business, you have all of these internal contradictions over, but this person says to do this, and that person says to do that, and this, the, this person says this works for them, and I want to be successful. Stop putting it out there that you're not successful. Look at what you've already accomplished. Have you just gone through all your Reiki training and you're a a brand-new Reiki master? Congratulations. That takes a lot of discipline. That took a lot of work. That took a lot of internal work to get where you are. Be grateful for where you're at. You know, if if you're a brand-new author, you just released a book, congratulations, most people never write one. You know, if, you've, if you have a new program or you're developing a new program or a webinar, good for you. You know, look at what you've already accomplished and release it to the universe with love, not from a point of lack. Because what that does is it, it puts us back on that hamster wheel of I need to make money, I need to make money, I need to be successful, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, instead of look what I already have. Oh, my God, look, look at everything I've gone through, and I'm still standing. I, I think just when you feel that internal contradiction bubbling up where, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to put out there, but I need money, but I've got bills that are due, and I really do need money. When you feel that, take a step back and look at right this second, I have a roof over my head, I have food to eat, I've eaten today, you know, life is good. My house is not burning down or floating downstream. I'm, I'm good. And breathe that in. You know, take three to five deep breaths, feeling that right now in this moment, everything is good. And then reevaluate where you're at. You know, yeah, it's, it's true. We all need money to live. But if you're constantly putting out to the universe that you have to have money, you need money, you need, you need, you need, you need, you need, I, rather than being grateful for what you already have, the universe is going to give you more of those opportunities where you need something and you don't yet have it. So change your focus. Anytime you feel that bubbling up, change your focus. Take a deep breath, find a better feeling thought, and then reevaluate. When you're constantly stopping yourself and, and taking those deep breaths and refocusing on right now, this second, what happens, and it doesn't happen immediately, but I promise you it does happen, is after a while, Instead of realizing that you still don't have that money, you start realizing, oh, hey, that's how I can do it. You know, the answers do start coming, but you have to get out of your own way first. And I think a lot of our internal contradictions, our internal struggles, uh, we bring on ourselves by trying to force something to happen. I just want to mention, I've been... I love audiobooks. Um, I get to read a lot more. And I air quote that. I know you guys can't see that. I get to read a lot more with <laughs> audiobooks than I can copying out 30 minutes to an hour of my day. And I'm still getting the information. <laughs> so right. I, I'm listening to a book now. And I guess I should go ahead and shout out the book, right? I'm listening to um, The Four Agreements. And in the book, it talks about one of the agreements is don't take it personally. And it even talks about don't even take what you tell yourself personally. 
And I was like, wow, I never really thought of that before, you know, because here I am, like, you know, we judge ourselves in the mirror. And what is that? That we even come from a place of judgment of our you know, for ourselves. And yep. if I, if I'm like this chatter that's constantly going on in my head, self-doubt, whatever the case may be, I'm not supposed to take that personally. And I was like, I can do that. And it was, it was really <laughs> eye-opening for me to, to, to have somebody, because I'm, I'm, honestly, I've never heard that before. You know, I, you're not supposed to listen to the chatter in your head unless it's good chatter. You're supposed to shut down the bad chatter. But to have, some, have it be just that obvious, don't even take your own negative chatter personally, because that negative chatter is coming from places, you know, since, since birth. Since, you know, you've, the dialogue that you have in your head has been shaped over the years by the external dialogue that um, and, and and lessons and, and whatnot that you're being taught your entire life. So because your your internal dialogue is being shaped that way, if you're not supposed to take that external dialogue personally, then don't take the internal dialogue personally either. Right. I thought that was right. a good place to bring that in. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's profound. Oh, and really, it was a very profound moment for me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you found something that works for you. You found something that resonates for you. And that is awesome. And that's what each and every one of us need to do. You need to find something that resonates with you, whether it's an audiobook or whether it is you know, reading a book or watching a show. I know people who record um, every Sunday. They record Oprah's, uh, what is it, Soul Sunday or Super yeah, Soul, whatever that. And, and they record all of those shows. And if they're having a moment where they really need to pick themselves back up, they watch one. And mm-hmm. I, I've, I've watched several of those shows, and they are pretty much uplifting. I don't know that I would... I'm not really a TV person, so the idea of recording a whole series, to that, that wouldn't be my go-to. But even if it's going outside, a lot of the times I'll just walk outside. I just go for a walk, and that clears my head. So you have to find what works for you. And once you find it, keep doing it. And if one day you find that something else works for you better, that's okay to change. You know, I, I know people who who latch onto something and say, well, this worked for me back in, you know, 1994. Well, you know, hi, it's 2017. Maybe you've grown since then. And, you know, we are always growing and always changing. So don't think that just because you find that thing that works for you, it's going to work for you forever. You have to keep an open mind and stay open to other things as you continue to grow. Right. Um, what other internal contradictions do we have? Because I know there's a whole bunch of them. I and when we first started talking about this topic, there were a whole bunch that came into my head. And, you know, we've, we've talked about the, the working from home. We've talked about the, um, the money thing, sort of, um, a little bit about getting into shape. But it seems like as many topics as there are, there's an internal struggle and an internal contradiction about that. So, um, what do you think? I mean, one thing that jumps out in my head is still 
you know, there are people on um, social media and, and doing TV shows and all kinds of stuff now where they're kind of yelling at people, sort of being that drill sergeant that you talked about earlier, you know, saying get up uh-huh. or get off the couch or go move. Um, that doesn't work for everyone. Right. That doesn't work for me. You know, somebody doing that for me, it's probably a good thing I was never in the military because, you know, I probably would have been thrown out. Um, that doesn't work for me. So if you have, and all of us have um, friends and family that are sort of, hopefully they're supportive, but sometimes they may not be supportive. And and I know at one point different people were giving me um, different books from different people and none of them resonated. And it was because of that very in-your-face uh, you know, and, and Tony Robbins is not my favorite person. <laughs> That's just, you know, not that doesn't resonate with me. So one of the things that was my internal struggle for a very long time is um, you've really got a lot of hits on your phone all of a sudden. But one of oh, my sorry, internal sorry. contradictions was um, it just wasn't connecting with me. And I thought for a brief point in time there that there was something wrong with me because that message said in that manner was not working for me. And when we're talking about self-growth and we're talking about spiritual development or whatever you want to call it, self-care is a term that's thrown around a lot lately, Don't think that just because it works for one person that it's going to work for everyone. You know, there are coaches out there that have made a lot of money screaming and yelling at people. And that did not work for me. That's a huge turnoff for me right there. It's like I no longer am listening to a thing you're saying, even if it is absolute pure gold. So I needed a different kind of book, a different kind of TV show, a different kind of video. If you're finding something that really is rubbing you the wrong way, rather than giving up completely on self-improvement or spiritual development or whatever you want to call it, try something else. You know, try to find the opposite of what that person does. Can I stop because, you for just a second? Sure, sure. Because here's the contradiction that I got just from, from what you've been saying, because I know there are certain people out there who rub me the wrong way, too. And you always hear that it's a reflection on you, not a reflection of them. So, if, like, you know, if, if somebody doesn't like exactly. you, you're supposed to tell yourself, well, so why, so as a person who doesn't like might not necessarily like that certain approach, that's a reflection on me because I don't like that approach. So that's a contradiction. So how do I how do no, I No, it means that? you don't like that approach. It means that that approach isn't right for you. You know, um, do you like squid? A lot of people don't. I happen to. I love sushi. I love You know, a lot of people don't. (laughs) You know, but but find something that you find repulsive. Does it mean that you're wrong for not liking it? No, it's a reflection on you because you don't like it. Doesn't mean it's a bad reflection. 
You know, if, okay. if you don't like someone yelling and screaming at you, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you because you don't like someone yelling and screaming at you. It means you know yourself enough to know that's not, that approach isn't going to work with me. So it's a reflection on you because it shows you that's not the right approach. Okay. You know, it doesn't mean it's wrong. You know, it, it's, there's a difference between letting someone get under your skin mm-hmm. and you thinking you deserve to be talked to that way and you saying, oh, well, this person's getting under my skin. I'm out of here. That's not going to work with me. Okay. They're both reflections on you. But one of them is a self-esteem issue, a self-love issue, where you feel like you deserve to be treated that way. And the other one is knowing yourself enough to know, you know what, that's not right for me. I'm not going to do that. You know, that's just I, I heard if it is right for you, it's okay. We're not saying it's a bad thing. Right. You know, and, and a lot of people really get that. I, I've, I've watched it time and time again, and I don't understand it at all, where um, you, I see someone posting something that seems, in my mind, borderline abusive like get up off your lazy whatever, and, and I'm like, that doesn't work for me at all. You know, yeah, I'd kind of like to get into better shape, but I want to be healthy. I don't need someone screaming and yelling at me and telling me I'm worthless in order to get healthy. That doesn't make me want to get healthy. That makes me want to run screaming from the building. Well, let's talk about that in but a little more detail. As far as what? Uh, you know, I, I'm as looking at the people who are – personal trainer kind you, of people. Right. So you mentioned it's like borderline abusive. And I know we had a series on domestic violence and abuse. Right. And where, so, and I also just finished a part of the four agreements, like I said, and, and there was a part in it where, you know, if you feel that you need to be abused, you find somebody who's going to do that to you. Exactly. And so, if somebody needs more persuasive motivation, sometimes I need it just to get angry enough to prove somebody wrong. Um, I was in the military, and I'm not quite sure how I made it through. I did get snarky with my drill sergeants quite a bit. I did pay for it. My arms were phenomenal, but because um, <laughs> I was beating my face from getting back in somebody else's face because they're supposedly supposed to have permission to treat me that way. And I get the psychological aspect of it. It was still tough, but I, a lot of times maybe I shot my mouth off because I wanted more motivation to prove somebody wrong. And I don't know if it was something that I was trying to prove to myself or external factors or what so um because you mentioned that i'm just kind of curious uh, if if we could develop that part of our conversation a little bit more you know i i have a friend who um loves 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 to go into a gym with a trainer and have that trainer yell and scream that motivates her to me that is anti-motivation. 
That is, you are a big bully, I am out of here. That is my thing. Because I don't need someone trying to make me into a WWE fighter. I need <laughs> someone to say, okay, here is a person who needs to lose weight and has multiple immune diseases. Um, let's give them some exercises this person can do. That's what I need. I don't need boot camp like I'm going to become a seal, you know. <laughs> and there are people who thrive on that. And there's nothing wrong with the fact that she thrives on that. I mean, she absolutely, that, that gets her going. Where maybe when I was a teenager or in my 20s, that might have had a different effect on me. But where I am today, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to run a marathon I don't want to enter an Iron Woman challenge. I just want to be able to hike. That's what I want to do. So it's really because I know myself very well at this point in my life that I know that's not going to be right for me. It doesn't feel right for me. It feels icky. I don't want someone yelling at me. I want someone saying, you know what, here's a good hiking trail for you. You can probably do it. It'll be okay on your knees. That's what I need. And we all have a different, we're all at a different point in life. You know, we, we all have a different need. We all have a different goal, especially when it comes to something as personal as our health. You know, I, I told someone, I was recently in San Diego, and I was walking on the beach, and this woman was walking on the beach towards me, and we kind of passed and said hi. And, and she said, you know, it's it's really refreshing to see people out on the beach walking that are not, you know, these, these little bikini models. And I said, you know, my days as the hot blonde in a bikini were over about 40 years ago, so no worries here. And she just kind of looked at me and laughed, but that's really a part of growth and not just getting older. It's part of internal growth. It's part of accepting yourself as you are. And it's part of being able to look at life lightly and having a sense of humor. And, you know, I honestly giggled about the bikini reference the entire way back to the hotel because it was just, it struck me as being so funny. It's like, yeah, you know, when I was a teenager, that mattered to me. That that was important yeah. to me. Today, I just go, oh, you poor little deer. One day you're going to grow out of that. You know, and it's it's just, it's all part of being comfortable in your own skin. It's part of, I like me, and I know me well enough to know that somebody yelling at me um, is not going to entice me to do physical activity. That's going to make me want to leave the building and say, I will never come back here again. And that's part of knowing who we are. And everyone needs to aspire to get to that point where it doesn't really matter if it's right for you or it's right for your friend. It doesn't mean you can't be friends. It doesn't mean you can't do things together. It's just accept that this is right for me, that is right for them. And it's all okay. You know, it, it doesn't need to be an internal contradiction. We do that to ourselves. We make ourselves... Right. Um, you know, we, we make ourselves a mess internally because we think that, oh, well, that's the way you're supposed to do it because that's the way this person does it, and that doesn't mean it's right for you. 
did that answer your question? It does, but does that mean it's the best choice? I know for well, your path a, at that moment it is, but like I, I don't know. That's that's just my thought. I don't know. What are we, what choice I'm are you trying to? What are you agonizing just, over? <laughs> I, it, it's not so much that it's my choice. I could take it or leave it, but if I choose that. Is that because of something that I haven't reconciled from my past? I mean, I don't know. Is that a good, is it a good choice to have somebody to be belligerent to you just to make you move and, and get yourself in shape? I, I, is there something that might be more underlying? I, I, that's just what I'm asking. I don't know. Well, that might you know, be a whole only other you topic. can answer that. <laughs> yeah, and only you can answer that because – like I said, you know, when I was much, much, much younger, maybe that would have enticed me to work out. Maybe I would have seen it as a competition. Um, a lot of people thrive on competition. I don't like games. Right. <laughs> so, I, I don't, I'm you know, it's, it's, then it may not be a right choice for you. And if you're feeling drawn to that choice, maybe knowing you don't like the competition aspect, maybe that is something internally you need to look at. It also doesn't, since we're talking about, you know, kind of working out and getting physically healthy here, it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy a different kind of activity from time to time. You know, the last time I was in the Bay Area, well, no, time before last, I, the friend that I was talking about who thrives on, you know, the, the more in-your-face, belligerent kind of workout trainer, um, I went to a spin class with her, and it was very competitive, and it was very in-your-face, and it was so out of my comfort zone that I enjoyed it. Would I do it all the time? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> but for that, for that 15 minutes that we were in that class, it was wonderful. I got a good laugh watching – I wasn't competing, but I got a good laugh watching other people almost tip over on their cycles because they were trying to outdo the person next to them. Uh, it, was, it was fun for me because it was something that isn't something I, I really cared about competing with. I, I was there just because I'd never been to a spin class before, and I thought, well, you know, I should at least look at it. But, um, right. you know, and then I went back to my yoga and meditation and gentle hiking. <laughs> so you can incorporate different things. And, in fact, I, I encourage people to try different things from time to time because it gives you a wider view. It gives right. you a firsthand knowledge of, you know what, I did try that. I did look at that. That's not for me. So, you know, know who you are, but be open to new experiences. It's, it's all moderation. Life is moderation. Everything in moderation. I guess my concern was I didn't want to okay people being abused <laughs> or, like, searching right, for right. that. No, no. If that's what they needed. And I think that was really kind of what I was, I was having conflict with was, like, we're saying it's okay. But if you know yourself, then, Yeah probably not the same I, you, situation as being abused. Right. So I think that was why no, I was and, having some conflict. Right. <laughs> and, you know, truthfully, I've, I know a couple of personal trainers um, who 
take that in your face kind of um, training perspective when they're working with a client. And if you meet them when they're not working with a client, they are the sweetest, most awesome people. So it's sort of a persona. And that's another, a whole other thing. Why do they feel they need to be that way in order to, you know, give people results? But it's all in, in that whole fitness world, it's all about results. And most often, if you're someone who needs to hire a personal trainer or wants to work with a personal trainer, you're looking for someone who's going to be in your face and getting you the results. Right. And, you know, that's, that's a whole other thing. That's not me. I, I don't, uh, I really could care less about running. My daughter and my husband right now are, are planning on running a marathon next year. And I'm just oh, like, wow, you guys go on. I'll, 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 um, I'll wave at you as you go by. <laughs> just so far removed from, from right. <laughs> just so far removed from anything I would even care to think about doing. <laughs> but, uh, but a lot of people they they really do like that. And if if you're listening and that's something you really like, go for it. You know, good for you. Right. Well, I think that's a good clarification too. Um, there's a difference in having somebody scream, come on, one more, you can do it, than, you know, <laughs> screaming, give me one more, uh, as opposed to, <laughs> you fat slob, right. you, you know, right. Like, <laughs> right. so, yeah, right. I think it's also the approach of what they're saying to you as well. Not that there aren't people who don't say that kind of thing. Um, you mentioned somebody earlier, and while that's not my cup of tea, um, it is for some people, and I, I don't know that right. I could ever approach somebody that way to try and motivate them or help them change their life, but, you know, it works for some people. So, For some people it does, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I, I See, think we really with everything on this show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think really the whole – the whole point of everything we've talked about is we are creating our own internal contradictions. And a lot of it comes from comparing ourselves to other people and looking for approval outside of ourselves when that really needs to come from inside of ourselves. I think a lot of the internal contradiction, in fact, I know personally my internal contradictions have been when I was not being true to who I am, when I was trying to run my business the way that person over there did or, you know, trying to uh, get into shape like those people over there did rather than being true to myself and who I am. Right. So, you know, listeners, um, if, you, if there's one thing that I would like people to take away from this show, it is really accept yourself from who you are and love yourself from who you are and get to know yourself. You know, I did an exercise one time um, way back a million and a half years ago when I was doing a a psychology degree about um, introduce you to you. And we, we had to write, and this was back before computers, this was the dark ages where we actually had a pen and paper (laughs) and we had to write five pages. Yes, <laughs> but we uh, we had to write five pages introducing us to ourselves, 
and we had to go in with who we are and where we came from and what we liked and why we thought we liked those things and what we didn't like and why we thought maybe that we didn't like those things. And it was a really revealing exercise for everyone that did it earnestly. You know, a couple of people just kind of fluffed their way through it. But um, it's really doing that inner work and getting to know who you are and getting to love who you are and accepting who you are. And then once you lay that foundation of self-love, you find those internal contradictions don't happen as frequently. Or when you start feeling that, you can look at it and go, oh, that's why I'm feeling this way. Well, I don't want to feel that way. I want to feel this way. And then you can get to the the crux of it. You can get to the core of what's really bothering you a lot quicker. But it does all come from accepting yourself as who you are and knowing that everyone is different, and that's wonderful. How boring would life be if we were all the same? Right. So that that is my personal takeaway from this show. Do you have anything to add? We're coming down on about 10 minutes left, so you've got some time if you've got something to add. No, you know, we've talked before about, you know, finding out who you are, finding out what your passions are. A lot of times we talked about one time on our show once before about, actually just this past year, about the money, uh, bringing baggage from generation to generation. And, and, you know, if you're not living true to yourself, you're going to be miserable no matter how you cut it, no matter how much you love yourself. If you're not true to yourself, you um, that true, true to yourself and loving yourself go hand in hand. And for me, I'm on a journey yes. of, you know, really – doing what I want to do and not <laughs> within moral reasoning. I mean, there's still that aspect, you know, that I have to, that I have to stick to, but, you know, doing what I want to do, despite what conditions were instilled in me or in, you know, ingrained on my brain for like what you're supposed to do as far as, um, you know, moving through life. And living fully, passionately, you know, 100% just in your own truth. Uh, one of the contradictions, I didn't want to bring this up earlier, is um, this is something that I've been struggling with myself. Um, I love my family. I love my children. And the idea of being true to who I am takes away some things from them. But if I don't live true to myself, then they're learning not to live true to their self. So I'm having that conflict, that contradiction in myself right now as well. Um, so, you know, try, if the struggle is real. I don't want it to be. But, you know, I am working towards being true to myself, 100% true to myself, and, and teaching that lesson to my children so that they don't go through the motions that a lot of people do just to appease some sort of law or I'm going to use the word agreement. And I don't mean to take that from the book that I'm reading now, but this idea that you're supposed to do this and then do this and then do this and then do this and then do that. I I think what, I think what you just described is what every parent has ever gone through at some point or other. <laughs> I think as parents, we always do the best we can at any given moment. 
And that's all anyone can do, and that's all anyone can expect. But really, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not putting yourself first, you're not going to be able to be your best for your kids. So even though you may feel like you're not there as often as you would like to be or you're, you're not able to give them things you would like to be able to give them, I think communication really comes into play there because, uh, you know, my daughter said something recently that was repeated to me and it just made me incredibly proud of not only her but myself. And it was that, you know, I told her many times, you know, I really wish I could give you what your friends have, but I'm working really hard as, and at that time I was a single mom to do my very best for you. So if there's something that you really, really feel you are really going to be ostracized for, or you're really going to be left out of something that costs money, please come to me and tell me what it is and we'll figure out how we can make that maybe happen for you. And she was telling her friend, who then told me, what a huge difference that made in her life. Because she felt like I included her in really evaluating what was important. And I think really, for me, that was huge. You know, that brought me to tears. Because that was something that even though I tried my best, like we all do as parents, um, it's nice to know that your kids do notice, and your kids are much younger than my daughter, so you're. But it's going to happen for you. I, I know it will. You have to be open and honest and communicate with your kids and your families and your friends and your everybody. <coughs> Communication is something right. we are all sadly lacking on. But if you have that heart to heart discussion and tell them, you know, I really wish I could be here more for you, but right now I'm really busy you know, building my business or taking care of me or getting healthy so I can do more things with you physically, um, they get it. They hear you. And at some point, um, you're going to realize, you know, they're going to thank you for it. And and they're going to, probably when they're parents, but (laughs) it might take a while for you. But um, it does happen. It it does come back around. And it's, it's really, really beautiful when it does. So I encourage all parents to explain to your kids and encourage them to be themselves while you are being you. Because it seems like we have an entire generation of people who just kind of grew up um, trying their best to meet everybody's expectations and be everything uh, to everyone and not ever learning who they were. And I I think it's time that a lot of parents right now are discovering who they are and what really mattered to them, and they've already got kids. So I think a lot of parents are right exactly where you are. So communication is key. I think that's a great way to end the show. Me too. I I think that's a a fabulous way to end it, and thank you so much for bringing that up because that is something that so many people are dealing with. So thank you guys for listening. We're going to leave it right there. Uh, please let us hear from you. You can reach us on uh, Facebook. You can leave comments at the show. Please share the show link. Um, we, we really appreciate your support. Have a Absolutely. beautiful, beautiful day, guys. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye.